ete iwi and welcome to Inside Netball. Koravinda Hunia Toku Ingoa. Joining me on today's podcast are two former Silver Fern captains, Adine Wilson and Anna Stanley. Kia ora korua. Kia ora, Ray. Kia ora. It's actually quite amazing to think that since our show last week that a Silver Fern series has been and gone, but that is the case, and they are back in the winner's circle. Uh, defeating the Aotearoa men's 2-1 in the Cadbury series over the last few days. Anna, I'll start with you first because we spoke about combinations and solidifying combinations this series. What did you see in this series? Do you think that that happened? Yeah, I think it would have answered a few questions for Knowles and Deb, certainly down the shooting end for me. I think, you know, the combination with Maturo and Weki, we were really looking forward to seeing how that would progress. And I think, you know, they showed that they can work together. I think Wilson backed up from her test match two performance in, in, in match three and showed showed some growth. Uh, but for me, and Adine and I talked a lot about it during the series, was in the midcourt, and that's where... You know, they really have to uh, fine-tune who they're going to take. I think, for me, it showed we wanted to see Shannon Saunders in that centre position, but I think what it's showed is that Shannon is going to be the backup for Gina Crampton in that wing attack spot because we never saw her put her on at centre. And I think that next spot that we're looking for is between Kirsten and Maddie Gordon. And for me, over the series, I think if you were to pick one from who... Um, excelled the most. For me, Kirsten would get the nod. So, you know, I think in the midcourt, I'd go with, with uh, the, the Saunders, Crampton, Winders and Kirsten combination. Uh, the defence end was a little bit more difficult for me to um, pick. I think, you know, Berger certainly shone through, but I just don't know about that Berger-Jury combination. What about you, Dean? Yeah, I think... What, because there was a few people that were unavailable due to you know, either being locked down in Auckland or injuries or pregnancy, I think it did give Niles a really good chance to try some of these other combinations. But I think it also leaves a question mark for me is how those other people will come back in. Because I see Jane Watson being a definite. I see Sue Fitzpatrick being a definite and also Amina Ani Canasio. So then I start building my combinations around that. I agree with you with the midcourt. They would be my four out of the series. Okay, Sam Winders unfortunately did get to play because of her back strain that she picked up against um, the men or before the men series started. But I think her performance from the English series confirmed to me that she's a absolute definite. Same with Grace Wiki and that combination with Tiana Matuido. I mean, how exciting is that? These are two young guns that have really stepped it up. You can see the potential that these two have. So, you know, you've got to give them that opportunity, you think, going forward to Commonwealth Games, even if it's just setting you up for a world champs the following year. Um, but, yeah, I think a lot of answers um, Noles and Debs would have got from this series. They've also talked about they're going to have a couple more camps, hopefully prior to Christmas, so they can lock in that um, that combination for that potential series in England in January. Coming into the series, we did say that males bring a whole different skill set uh, to the table as opposed to a different playing style. And one thing that did stand out on the stats sheets, well, probably besides Grace Nwiki, to be fair, was the goal percentages was quite low. You know, do you put that down to, you know, the men having those, you know, that extra height in the jump, that extra length in the arms, or is that something that we really do need to work on moving forward? Yeah, I think, I mean, 
you know, the men didn't have the height as we're used to seeing in, in previous um, matches against the men because a lot of those players were, were stuck in lockdown up in Auckland. I think what they bought was just that physicality and I don't think at times our shooters were good at doing enough work off the ball to clear the hands and to set themselves up to have a good shot. Uh, you know, when you look at the stats, I think it answered a couple of questions um, down that shooting end. Jamie Hume, you know, in her first game, shot 25%. In the second game, she didn't put any any shots up. Tapia Selby Rickett, 42%. So I get a sense that perhaps we may have seen the last of Selby Rickett in the black dress and perhaps the same with, with Jamie Hume. I think Hume is one of those players that is going to be a very good ANZ player, but just perhaps given her um, consistency with those percentages of her shots just perhaps won't make that step up internationally. Um, so I think, you know, those certainly were questions that, that that would have been answered for Knowles and Debs down that shooting end. And it's such a hard one, isn't it, at goal attack? Um, you're sprinting around the court. You're having to take these knocks and blows. So you're at quite a high intensity. Your heart rate's going. You then have to land take a breath and then be calm on the shot. You know, it's that is not easy. And even compared to a goal shooter, they're not doing that same, well, not always, I'm talking generally here, sprinting around to that same extent and then having to set themselves. So, you know, I'm not trying to make any excuses for these, these goal attacks. Their percentages weren't good enough at times. But, you know, it's a really hard role. One that I tried for a little while and realised I couldn't do and moved out to bring a tap. But I think that's amplified when you pay the men because they are stronger. You are taking those bigger hits. We know that they're really quick. So, And I did look back at the English series and looked at some of the stats from Tapia and Maya. They shot well in the English series, as did Tiana and Grace Wiki, and they had height against them there with Jeeva Mentor. So I think it is a little bit of a snapshot, but it certainly highlights that that goal attack position is still very much up for grabs, and that's where I think the men are in pretty much swap back in there at some point. Yeah, and you mentioned that name, Maya Wilson, and of course she's a traditional goal shooter moving into that goal attack bib, so kind of... There is a big difference between goal attacks and goal shoots, and she's still coming to terms with that uh, position as well. Now, as you were watching through the series, you would have seen that former Silver Fern shooter Jodie Brown was on the ground with both teams and the coaches, and she caught up with Noeline Todua post-match just for Inside Netball. Well, Noles, have you achieved what you planned to over both this series and the English series? Um, I don't know if we actually overall achieved things. I think we've made great strides every day. And uh, from what we did in England to where we are now, there's definitely improvement, uh, but still work to do. What have you have you learned anything new um, about players or the environment throughout the series? Yeah, massively. I've learned more about each individual as players. Uh, we haven't had a camp, so uh, coming in here and learning in real time, I suppose, about how people work, their strengths, and what that looks like in regards to the combinations and units as well. So I'm really clear about what that looks like. Um, I think also our strategy, probably areas of not flaws, but areas that we need to uh, make sure that we're clear on. Um, and I think also our environment, how strong it is, but also making sure that when new people come in that we keep adapting and seeing how we can grow. 
those uh, players that we didn't see on court throughout this series, are you learning enough about them in your training? Yeah, I mean, you've got to, you've got to earn the right to get the bib. Uh, it's not a free-for-all. So I have learnt a huge amount, and I know they have as well. Um, it's, probably, it's actually quite a hard environment to come into, high performance, but also knowing that you're on, you know, you're being tested, you're being measured every day, and uh, I think not only physically, but that mental fatigue that goes with it as well. So it's always a learning for everybody who comes in new, and hopefully when we have these camps that uh, we can take the next step up. Defenders have been in short supply for these last yes. two series. What work's been done behind the scenes to ensure that you've got more options come next year? Yeah, we've got a few mummies that's uh, behind the scenes, so um, hopefully we can work with them. Um, also Jane as well is recovering from her uh, injury. Um, and the work that we're doing underneath, I know people didn't see GT or Paris, but they're in the development squad. We've got a couple of more that's in the development squad as well. Um, so they've come into camp on both series. So just them learning and the experience of that, hopefully, once again, will be valuable for them moving forward. We have a break now for the Ferns, but what's the programme leading into the Commonwealth Games next year? Yeah, well, look, we hope that uh, in January we have the quad series, so there's still a bit of work to do. I know, you know, um, uh, haven't been confirmed where Constellation Cup is sitting at the moment. We have a camp uh, five days in November, so we've got that in the planner, um, and then just see what events or series is going to come after that. But really, it's you know it's only about nine, ten months. So every stage, this is our first stage of the international planner. So uh, every stage, we've got to make sure that we get the most out of it. Kia ora, mō tērā, kōrero, Jody. Now, kōrero, I'm interested in um, knowing who your key players were in the series. Me myself, I was quite impressed with the youngsters. So when we look at the likes of Grace Nowicki, who, I mean, against England and against Jeeva Mental was a tall task for her, but I thought she really stood up um, against the men and that physicality. Um, Maddie Gordon in the centre, her name's been mentioned already. She really, you know, found her way, especially in that kind of defending centre role. And Tiana Mituro, obviously another name that's been mentioned and who actually had put up more shots than she traditionally does um, as more of a, a supporter um, feeder in the ANZ Premiership, but I thought the youngsters did really well. But I'm interested to know, um, Annie, who did you, who did, who stood out for you? Well, I would absolutely concur with you that the youngsters really did stand up. And I think at one point, you know, we had three of the under, what who what would have been the three under 21 players on the court if they went to the World Youth Cup down there at attack end, performing, you know, admirably in the black dress. Uh, Wiki and Maturo for me, you know, two youngsters withstanding that high performing pressure. Um, every game, you know, I think really solidified um, their positions in, in the Ferns. But probably the, the one for me that stood out, and I've always thought she was a good player, but I think Claire Kirsten for me um, really, you know, as I've said earlier, solidified that that fourth spot in the midcourt. I think she's a player that often she doesn't come out and get the wah-wah razzmatazz intercepts at wing defence. But it's, it's, it's her fitness and her work ethic and her dogged defence of smothering that defence. You know, we saw her on the ground. She goes for ball. She's, she's really dogged with what she does. And I think because of that, we saw the ball that Karen Berger came out and get in many of those games. So, you know, for me, I was pretty surprised, well, pleasantly surprised with the performance that she put out. You know, she got a lot of minutes during the series, and I think perhaps that was another reason, you know, Noel's just giving her as much opportunity as she could. And that third game, I think, 
certainly was a selection process if you were looking at it from a Silver Fern's perspective. She was throwing combinations and, and substitutions out there. And for me, I was, yeah, pleasantly surprised with Kirsten. Yeah, totally agree with both of you. I think you have nailed the ones that stood out for me. And the piece that I found fascinating about Diana, and we all know she had a great ANZ, but as you just mentioned, Brad, I think she was even better in the black dress. And to me, that's the top two inches. You know, she took on this opportunity and just run with it and gone, you know, A, I'm so proud to be wearing this black dress, but B, I'm not intimidated by it either. She wasn't intimidated by the men or by anyone that played in that English series. And, you know, it's those top two inches that will win you the big championships when you go to those critical moments. And to me, it just confirmed that I think Tiana Maturo is a player that can cope in those critical moments. Yeah, 100%. Adia. I think she, even the way she conducted herself on court, she always had a smile on her face. She was always, you know, she just looked so happy and comfortable to be there, which sometimes is, you know, so nerve-wracking for a lot of new young players. Now, two other players who took part and didn't do too shabby themselves was Gina Crampton and Aotearoa men's player Dallas Hemara. Jody Brown also caught up with them. Well, Gina, second series win against the men. What were you most pleased with with your team? Well, I think there's a lot to be pleased with over this series. Obviously, getting two wins is, against the men's side is something that we haven't done before. So being able to go back-to-back -back and um, get wins off them was really impressive. And I think, yeah, we made a lot of strides this week compared to the England series in terms of our game plan and, um, yeah, getting people across the line, which was cool. Well, I know as a netball player, we're always looking for things that we can work on and improve on. So what are some of those things heading into Commonwealth Games next year? Well, we've identified that if, you know, not everyone is uh, doing their job, that we have a bit of a flaw in our game plan. So I guess in through court attack and through court D, that's probably an area that we're going to be still looking at um, going forward. But I think CPA, CPD actually came a long way in the series, so that was cool. You have a lot of uh, people in your squad and then people that are not here at this series. How good is the competition that you have within each other before you head away? Yeah, the depth is massive at the moment and that's been something that's been building over the last couple of years, which is so exciting. There's so many people that are in lockdown and then um, we've got a whole development squad as well who have been in and out of our series as well. So um, everyone's fighting for a position for the tours coming up, which is a really great position to be in. Well, it's been a long and hard year for your netballers, you know, last minute changes. You're due to go on a break. How have you been hanging out with for it? Yeah, I think it's just been a really long year. You know, we were supposed to have Con Cup in January and it got moved to February, then to March, you know, and then we've had ANZ and these series um, after that as well. So it's been a long year for the girls and I think everyone will enjoy having a break. But... Um, everyone's adapted so well to all the changes that we've had over the over the months and have just really got stuck in, which is the main thing. Well, Dallas, a win to finish the series, but what has your team learnt throughout this series? Oh, man, I think we've learnt a lot. Considering we, were, we only um, made the team three weeks ago, we only came together on Thursday, so we've had three days to prepare. Um, we've had all of the changes uh, in, in, in our team with... Um, some of the players not being able to come out of Auckland and Hamilton. So I think we've showed real resilience, actually. We've showed real depth in men's netball across the country. Um, and we've showed what it is that we can deliver, e even in a really short time frame. So, you know, how much could we deliver if we had longer? If you had a, a crystal ball and you had all your players available and you had more time, what do you think would have happened? You know what? I think we could have taken it out, if I'm honest. Yeah, especially with last night's game. You know, it was so close, so tight. I mean, not taking away from the Ferns, they are an amazing slick machine. 
Um, but, you know, I think that we, we would have really pushed it if we had those players with us, yeah. What happens for men's netball now? Obviously the ferns are wa uh, winding down. What happens for men's netball? Yeah, so we are hoping to have our nationals in November uh, in Wellington, but that's all COVID dependent. But um, So all of us will go back to our regions and start um, or continue trainings um, uh, on a weekly basis in the hope that nationals can go ahead. So, yeah, yeah. Well, we thank you for being part of this series. We've yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, we have too. Thank you. Nā mihi, kia koe Jodie Brown mō nā kōrero ki Pōneke, all our kōrero coming from Wellington. Wahine ma, you know, it's, it's, it's been said, it was even said by the captain in the post-series um, mihi that, you know, this meant so much to Aotearoa men, not only because, you know, not just for the participation, but a lot of their players couldn't be here, almost a whole squad could not be here to compete and yet they pulled this team together, showed the depth that they have around the country and were able to get a win over the Silver Ferns. Adine, what does this mean for men's netball? Oh, well, I only had to look to my right last night. I was sitting next to Chris Tangira. And, you know, he welled up right at the end when Dan Jeffries was speaking. And you can just see how much this means, the exposure that men's netball is getting. And this comes back to that decision by Knowles um, in 2019, I think it was, to be brave and to put this game on TV. It wasn't just Knowles, it was that conversation with the Men's Association as well. And I, for one, you know, to start it was like, even though we played them a lot, it's like, do we, you know, oh, goodness, it was more because World Cup was coming. Will people get injured? And I was a bit nervous. Well, how wrong was I? It could not have been more perfect. And I just think the combination of what the men can teach the women and the women can teach the men by playing is just phenomenal and Annie and I knew it for years we got to play against the men behind closed doors. I'm just so wrapped for the men's game that it's now out there and people talk about it. People love watching it. People know now the names of these men that are playing which is brilliant and even better for me is we're now seeing other countries follow our lead. Jamaica are playing the Jamaican men. I challenge Australia. They had a camp last week and they just had a camp against themselves because the English series was cancelled for them. Should have played their men. Actually maybe they shouldn't. We'll keep that because it's helping our game so maybe don't play them. Australia. <laughs> yeah, it would be great for it to be a regular every year, you know, that, that the Silver Ferns play the men's. And I think it's all about the people when it comes to sport. And you heard it in the aftermatch speeches from David Palamo, from Dan Jeffries. You know, when, when you've got the right people on board in your sport that have a passion for it, they want to grow it. I mean, I talked about it quite a bit during the series. I used to play against David Palamo, the coach. Victor Godsmark-White was around in my Canterbury days. There's people that love this sport. Um, you know, Jay Geldard was the family that took Vili Minor Davu in when she came and played for the, um, for, for the Canterbury Flames many years ago. So, you know, there's people that just... that that love the sport and, and want to grow it. And I think that's what we really got out of the series is that, um, you know, and as Adine said, Cruz had mixed emotions sitting there. He would have loved to have been down there. But I think it's given them a real uh, a real boost and a real shift and let's hope that the, the game can grow. I tika o kōrero kōrua and we are hoping and praying that the men do get to go through with their nationals tournament due to happen in November so that there is more fierce competition for Cadbury series to come. And an interesting note that Adine has brought up is that the ANZ Premiership 
finishes a little earlier before the Commonwealth Games, so there's a little window there after May to perhaps let that series happen in 2022. And on that note, Wahinema 2022. The international season has finished here, you know, for the Silver Ferns for this year, but it's only the beginning of preparations for the international window next year, which is a, a pretty long one. Adeem, we'll start with you first. What happens from here on in with the Silver Ferns in preparation for the Commonwealth Games? Well, really importantly, as of today, they get to have a rest. The Silver Ferns have had a massive year. They started with the Con Cup in March. They've had the ANZ. Um, then we've had England and um, Aotearoa men. And, you know, not only has it been a long season, it's also been quite a disrupted season. You know, they were having to adjust at last minute when COVID hit later in the year. So I think for them, this next period is going to be really important that the next five weeks they get to go away. It doesn't mean they don't do any training. They sort of keep their fitness up, but they just get that break, that mental break from netball, the mental break from the emails and the calls, and they can just go away. And hopefully it's nice and sunny, get some time in the sun, get some time to relax, get some time to see their family and re-energise because, as you've said, Rav, potentially it's going to be a big year next year starting with fingers, toes, everything crossed that they get to go to England in January. Yeah, we hear so much about mental preparation and, and mental health. And I think, you know, this, these next few weeks are so important, not only physically for the players to rest and recover, as Adine said, but mentally to get a complete break from the game. Because, as Adine said, it's, it's been a massive year and that can take its toll mentally on a lot of players. And so just to get away, you know, get on the beach instead of running on the beach and doing reps, lie on the beach in your bikini, <laughs> get a tan, rest up, get some vitamin C and come back refreshed for 2022. Very true. And while, Cordua, you weren't playing on court, you too will be very deserving of a break yourself following all the ANZ Premiership Games and the International Series. Congratulations to you both. It's been amazing coverage this year. And I say that because this is our final show of the year. So, Cordua, thank you once again for joining me on the inside, fitting me in for the Inside Netball podcast um, as you do your mahi with netball also. Oh, you're you a star, you, Rav, for getting us all going. the ship well. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. And Fano, that's it. That is Inside Netball for 2021. Thank you so much for tuning in and making our podcast what it is now with all the feedback we have been receiving. Um, we also would like to pay big tribute to the fellow members of our Inside Netball podcast team, Jenny Woods, Courtney Tidy, and Storm Purvis. It's been an absolute pleasure, and we hope to be back here in the new year. Hopefully, fingers crossed, like Adine did mention, uh, with the quad series, and then, of course, the ANZ Premiership will be around before we know it. From me, from the team here at Sky Sport, nā mihi kia koutou katoa. Hei mai.